Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 90 of Be With Me. We're going to ask a question today from Mark chapter 1, and that is, who does salvation not come for? Who does salvation not come for? We've seen so far in the Gospels, in these short little 90 episodes of Be With Me in season 4 here, beginning with the beginning of the Gospels, that salvation, even though this is still very, very early, this is still Mark chapter 1 that we're going to talk about today, salvation has already come for women, for scaredy cats, Nicodemus, for foreigners, for the Samaritans, for the Gentiles, for the Syrians, for the Lebanese. The the kingdom is, Jesus is like putting his arms around various parts of humanity and saying, yep, 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 the kingdom's for you. Yes, yes, I came for you. Yes, I came for you. So let me read the story from Mark chapter 1. This is verse 21. And they went to Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And we talked about this yesterday, that he was speaking of the scriptures, not in a secondhand kind of a way, but in a firsthand way, in an eyewitness, in a participant, you know, authority of no kidding. He's the author. That's that's how you even get the word authority. He had authority. He was the author of those scriptures. Okay. Verse 23. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. All right, so let's talk about the unclean spirit. Uh so in our world today, you'll all agree with me that we live in a fallen world. And some of that fall appears to be unvolitional. Like, I don't think hurricanes mean to hurt anybody. I don't, uh, you know, cancer, our cells which have gone bad, or diabetes. But I don't think there's an intent. There's not a volition of a cancer cell to, to hurt or to kill. Or if you get swallowed up by the ocean, I think the ocean doesn't necessarily want to kill you. Uh, but then there seems to be this other category of, of creatures, of creation, that go bad by choice. And I think this is the, the, the creature that we uh, encounter in our story today. So we have a man with an unclean spirit. Unclean spirits are also uh, synonyms or demons. And there appear to be two entities here. We have the man and his spirit, and then we have the unclean spirit. And uh, th- that spirit actually refers to itself as as plural, as maybe more than one. He says, what have you to do with us? But then he also says, I know who you are, Jesus of um, First he calls him Jesus of Nazareth, which is interesting because they're in Capernaum right now. And the interesting thing, too, is that the spirit knows that his ultimate uh, place is going to be destruction. Have you come to destroy us? 
So he knows that his ultimate destruction is ahead, and it's just kind of a matter of time. Is now the time? And it, he, he, there's no question about who's more more powerful. Um, I want to get to the point of G, of the Spirit knowing that that Jesus is the Holy One of God, and this is a a, a real spiritual term. Uh, Paul uses it uh, later on. It's used in the Re- Revelation. It's it's as if he's already been introduced to God, and I think that's maybe where his volition of rebellion has come in. And I want to keep heading towards. Well, who does salvation not come for? So we see Jesus here, compassionate, not just this time, but many times. He's compassionate over this this poor man who has this uh, unclean spirit. But he's never compassionate to the spirit. He's never like, hey, I'm going to save you. Um, So I think salvation does not come for the spirit. So let's let's keep going with that. Verse 34. Or, uh, verse 34, just a little bit down the road, he says that he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. Well, how was that? And when was that? When did they get the knowledge? It's almost like it seems like they knew him before they they recognized Jesus as who he was and they rebelled and then there's no remedy. That's the big point of today is there is no remedy. Uh, of interest, Jesus tells the demon to be silent, commands the demon to be silent, which he is with regards to words, but then comes out in a loud voice as if he's attached. And there's this pain of unattaching him from the man's uh, voice, as well as then there's convulsions as if he has this intimate attachment with his body. So, I mean, obviously these demons are, are nasty. The rebuke seems to be that he doesn't want to make himself known just yet. All right, so let me get to some, some wrap this up. First of all, this unclean spirits, they exist, but they're under the ultimate and eventually authority of the creator, uh, the creator of all. Uh, secondly, knowing the demon knows him, but doesn't yield and hasn't yielded. So there probably is, it appears to be some previous knowledge, but there's no remedy for the rebellion that the spirits have against God. The ultimate fate of the unclean spirits, like no one no one questions this. It's going to be destruction. The question is, is it going to be destruction now or is it going to be destruction later? He did not come to save the unclean spirits. He did not come to clean the unclean spirits. Jesus did not come to save the demons. Apparently, there's no remedy for the rebellion that they have. In a lot of ways, we're similar to the, the demons in, the, in that we uh, have made choices. We have fallen away. We are rebellious. We're, we, we kind of refuse Jesus. But unlike the spirits, here's the difference, is there is no remedy. And Jesus did not, does not speak to them compassionately. But for, the, for us, for people... Guess what? There is a remedy. We get this bonus. If we yield and acknowledge, we get saved. So in conclusion, I think that apparently the demons are not saved and they're not savable. But the good news is we are. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.